the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, maybe one of the most improved teams on paper this offseason. I mean, they can't be if Jack Del Rio's calling your coverages. A offensive lineman injury changed an entire division. Welcome into the final episode of the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This eight-episode series is taking you division by division all across the NFL to make sure that all of your burning questions are answered ahead of the 2022 NFL season. And in order to do that, we're visiting with all of our Locked On local experts who know your favorite teams, like the backs of their hands, backwards and forwards, better than any else because they cover them every single Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're also going to be joined by betting expert Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets to make sure you're taking home some cash this NFL season and former NFL scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show to give you his division predictions. Of course, I am your host, Ross Jackson, daily host of the Locked on Saints podcast. But for this series, I'm taking you division by division to visit with over 30 local experts to make sure you get all of your burning questions answered ahead of the 2022 NFL season. And today we wrap up our eight episode series with the NFC East. So if this is your first episode, make sure you go back and check out the rest of the NFC AFC as well throughout this eight episode series but today we're going to focus on what used to be known as the NFC least now a very competitive division though it seems clear to me that two teams the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys sit atop the division the Washington Commanders of course don't want to be forgotten and the New York Giants still have a lot of questions to answer we're joined now by the experts over with the Locked on Giants, Locked on Commanders, Locked on Eagles, and Locked on Cowboys podcasts to break down the NFC East. Make or break. All right, everybody. It is the NFC East here on the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. The NFC East formerly known, and I want to stress formerly, y'all, <laughs> as the NFC least because it ain't the least anymore. This is an incredibly competitive division that gets more and more intriguing every year. And now, in 2022, it might be at the peak of its intrigue. We're joined in order to break down this NFC East by the hosts of each of the Locked On shows that cover your favorite NFC East teams, Landon McCool of Locked On Cowboys. We got Louis DiBiase of Locked On Eagles. Let me give you one of these, Louis. Got to give you one of those. Gotcha. Always. Always. (laughs) Chris Russell and David Harrison of Locked On Commanders. And, of course, everyone's favorite, Patricia Trena of Locked On New York Giants. I appreciate y'all very much for being here with us to break down this very fun division. Landon McCool, Locked on Cowboys. Let's start with you first. What's the make or break story for this team in 2022? Well, I think uh, up to maybe even two weeks ago, it would have been a dead tie between wide receiver and offensive line. Uh, (laughs) What's going to happen at those positions? But I think Tyron Smith tearing the hamstring off of his Mm. leg uh, kind of vaulted the offensive (sighs) line into into the focus. Uh, I, I think for the Cowboys, the defense is going to be a, a, a shining spot, which is a, a very new situation for the Cowboys. Uh, I think they're going to need to find their way a little bit with the young offensive line. They signed Jason Peters. It's going to be a, an interesting situation to see how that all develops. But early on, they're going to be relying on some young young talent on the left side specifically, and it's it's going to be uh, the probably the biggest individual impact on what's going to happen with this team, maybe outside of quarterback play. 
Absolutely. And you mentioned the word young talent. And I'm sorry, but when you say young talent, I can't think of any team but the Philadelphia Eagles, especially <laughs> after this year's draft. So Louis DiBiase, I'm going to come to you next year as the second place finish Philadelphia Eagles of 2021, moving to 2022 with what feels like a brand new roster almost. What's the make or break story for those Eagles going into the season? Yeah, maybe one of the most improved teams on paper this offseason. And it started slow. They only made one key move in free agency with mm-hmm. Hassan Riddick. They got Kazir White, but he was seen as a bargain move. It was really after the draft they made all of those moves, including A.J. Brown. But the key story for 2022 and long term is if Jalen Hurts can take this team that looks incredible on paper to the ceiling that they do possess. We all know they have a floor, which was last year making the wild card round of the playoffs, the best rushing team in football. But they got to be a team that can win because of the passing game if they want to be in the same tier with the likes of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Green Bay Packers, and the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. And that all comes down to Jalen Hurts because Howie Roseman, the Eagles general manager, he gave him all the weapons in the world to use, the best offensive line in football, and a great stable of running backs. So it really does fall on number one because if he does not meet expectations this year, they have two first-round picks next year in what is supposed to be a loaded quarterback class. So the big obvious question is about the quarterback Jalen Hurts yeah you're welcome for one of those uh picks over there (laughs) you're welcome uh for the commanders obviously things are uh, always interesting over there but it has been so far what feels like a quiet er off season uh over the course of the past couple of weeks at least since training camp began at least it feels that way from the outside Chris Russell locked on commanders still a lot of noise though to be for Washington to make what's the make or break story to make sure that they make the most noise in 2022 well surprise Carson Wentz the quarterback right and Louie knows all about this and the NFC East knows about this and the Indianapolis Colts got a healthy dose of this and so on and so forth I mean, David and I talk about Carson Wentz a lot, not all the time, because there, there is, believe it or not, the rest of the team. But it's simply, he has to stay healthy. 17 games uh, played. He's done that in two of the last three seasons. He had not done that enough in his career in my eyes. But that was one of the things that convinced them to go out and make this trade. They paid way too much for him. But now it is his time to shine. You could look at the raw numbers from last year and say, okay, hey, Carson Wentz, why is everybody so critical? Then you could look at some of the boneheaded mistakes that he made. I described him as a roller coaster, Ross and crew. If he's more of the apex and more going up the hill instead of going down the hill and, well, doing some of the things that he shouldn't do, the commanders aren't going to make the playoffs. If he's slowly going up the hill, up the hill, up the hill to the apex, then the commanders have a chance. David Harrison, also of Locked On Commanders, co-host here with uh, Chris Russell. Anything you'd like to add on the, let's call it Carson Wentz experiment? I mean, yeah, Carson, Carson's going to be the key, you know, and, and securing the football. I mean, he only had seven interceptions last season with the Indianapolis Colts. But when you look at his years of going through offensive installs, which this is really the third time he's gone through an offensive install in his career, his interceptions almost double from the seven that he has every other season. So mm. if you get 14, 15, 16 interception Carson Wentz this season, then things are probably not going to go the way the Washington commanders wanted them to or envisioned them uh, going when they traded for him. But if you get seven to 10 interception Carson Wentz. And I think this team has a fighting chance. I miss the days in the NFL where 14 or 15 interceptions was good. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we used to talk about that being a, like an under 20 being a good season. Now we're like, hey, 10 or fewer is really where we want to get. Well, you know, it's it's, it's kind of funny. If I could jump in for one yeah, second, yeah, yeah. I would also keep in mind, not just interceptions, it's it's fumbles lost. Fumbles the turnovers. Five well. of them last year. Uh, and that's a big thing. That's why I always give, and David knows this, touchdown to turnover ratio. Uh-huh. Because it's it's you know passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, depending on what quarterback like Louie with you know rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts, not so much Carson Wentz anymore, but turnover ratio. Uh, because again, Carson may not throw a lot of you know interceptions last year, but he had five lost fumbles and, and I think eight overall fumbles, which is a big thing in my eyes. Yeah, uh, giving up sacks is one thing. Sack fumbles that lead to turnovers entirely different. Uh, Patricia Traina locked on Giants, the make or break story in the Big Apple for the Big Blue. Hey, let's keep this point when we're talking about quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, man. Daniel Jones is the make or break story. <laughs> you know, we talk about turnovers. Here's the thing, Daniel, the new offense, uh, that Brian Dable, Mike Kafka blend of the Buffalo and the uh, Kansas City offenses. You know, he's got a new offensive line. Supposedly, he's got better and healthier receivers now, which remains to be seen. He's got Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones has to go from being a game manager to a game winner. He's got, you know, these questionable decisions that leave you shaking your head to making solid decisions. And he's got to moreover show this organization that, Hey, I am the future at quarterback and no, you do not have to start over next year with a rookie quarterback and set the rebuild back even further. I can get the job done for you. It's a big, big lift for a guy like Daniel Jones, but hopefully he's able to uh, rise to the occasion, step up to the plate. If you will. I love that. I love that phrase from game manager to game Winner, And of course, that's exactly what it is that the New York Giants and the rest of the mm-hmm. NFC East is going to set out to do here in 2022. So that takes us pretty cleanly into our next topic, division predictions. Division predictions. And to get started with division predictions, we're going to hear from our good friend Matt Williamson, former NFL scout and of course, co-host of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show here on the Locked On Podcast Network with the way that he thinks the NFC East might shake out in 2022. Let's hear what Matt has to say, and then we'll come back to all of you for your reactions. NFC East, four to one. We're going to go Giants, Washington at three, Dallas at two, Eagles at one. Kind of like I said about some other teams, New York to me is probably a year away from being a year away. You know, they need to weather the storm of this season, get their cap in order, get a foundation poured before they start building the house. What's Daniel Jones going to look like? But I think there'll be progress made here. Um, I just think that they're probably a five-win team or so. I like some things Washington's done, and I think actually Wentz is an upgrade for them, and not a massive one, but they have really good weapons. I, I love their front four on defense, which you know didn't play great last year, but is greatly talented. So I think they're right around a seven or eight win team. Dallas worries me. I, I think it's been a rough offseason for Dallas. We, you know, we just got news that their left tackle, Tyron Smith, is going to miss a huge chunk of the year, if not the whole season. Um, the receiving core is pretty banged up. They've lost more than they gained this offseason, and the injuries are already starting to take their toll. But Dak Prescott is clearly the best quarterback in this division. Um, the Eagles, to me, are set to really be a contender. And I'm not the hugest Jalen Hurts fan in the world, but everything around him is superb right now. I mean, there's not a team in the league that's better on both lines of scrimmage. 
The way they play on offense is really hard to play against. You add A.J. Brown to the mix, you know, mixed with Goddard and Smith. They got plenty of receivers. I think the Eagles could win a dozen games this year and really contend. All right, Louie, you're getting a lot of love, all right? So I'm going to ask you to wait for just a second, all right? It's, 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 getting, it's getting warm out here when it comes to the way that uh, you're getting a lot of love for those Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm going to ask you to wait up for just a second. I want to start actually here with Patricia Trena, Locked On Giants. Number four in the division at the bottom, you mentioned earlier a little something about these uh, New York Giants being a little bit like Rodney Dangerfield. You feel like that's continuing on here with Matt Williamson? You know what? I, I can't argue with him. I, yes, I, I feel like they're the Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> of the NFC East. Question marks for this giant. I mentioned Daniel Jones. Um, and they keep these receivers healthy. Is the offensive line really going to be better? Or as the general manager wasn't able to do because he didn't have the salary cap space, which, by the way, the salary cap's an absolute mess. That makes a ton of sense, right? This is a team that's looking to get better. And the Washington Commanders are sort of in a similar boat as well. David Harrison, lots of commanders. Let's start with you this time. How do you feel about the way that Matt Williamson has this division projected? Uh, you know, I, I think that I agree off the top with his with his order. But I think that the Dallas Cowboys and Washington Commanders, right now I'm going to call them 2A and 2B. And if I have Ooh. to be honest, I'm going to give the Dallas Cowboys 2A. I'm going to put Washington to B, but I think almost, when you look almost, at the trenches, almost toppling them there, David. Right, almost. right, just, just <laughs> almost. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're going like spicy Cheeto. You know, we're not going fire Cheeto with, with the hot take there. But I think when you when you look at these two teams, right, good football teams are good in the trenches, right? And it's really, and I think as Daniel Jeremiah always says on his podcast, it's really hard to be bad when you're good in the trenches. I think when you look on paper right now, I mean, Washington's offensive line I think is a little bit underrated for what they have. And there are some there are some spots that still have some question marks there. But I think defensive line and Matt talks about that. That's where the, the Washington Commanders come away with the win here versus the Dallas Cowboys roster. And if if the Dallas Cowboys can't get their trenches figured out completely and Washington can, then I think that's going to determine who's 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 the second team and who's the third team. So really, it boils down to which which trench group. And I'm talking offense and defensive line with the injuries in Dallas and the question marks uh, specifically with some of the players on the defensive line for Washington gets their act together this year whoever whoever figures it out the most i guess if you know neither side maybe will solve it completely but whoever figures out the most i think finishes second in the division but i do have uh the eagles sitting atop the division Landon McCool, I'm going to come back to you here in just a second to, to get your thoughts on that 2A, 2B. I want to hear from David's co-host real quick over at Locked On Commanders, Chris Russell. Do you feel like the gap between Washington and Dallas is that close as well? I actually have this. <laughs> David shaking his head. He doesn't know this. <laughs> on, on my radio show, because we didn't do this on the podcast for some reason mm-hmm. because we just ran out of time, on my radio show, I picked the Commanders to make the playoffs over ah. the Cowboys. Ah. Chris, do you remember doing this last year? Do, do you remember going through this whole thing last <laughs> year, guys? Like- <laughs> Ryan was squashed like a bug 15 minutes into the season, and they still won seven games with everyone, uh, I mean, COVID up the you-know-what and, and, uh, and, and awful tragedies and injuries, a Palooza. I mean, yes, I was – somewhat optimistic about the commanders last year, like nine win optimistic and find a way to win the fourth tiebreaker. And I'm still in that way, but Dallas to me has come back down to earth. 
Uh, their defense was not as good last year as I think people think it is because of the turnovers. Sometimes turnovers can fluctuate year in, year out, game in, game out. They didn't last year, but they will this year. And the commanders can't be as bad pass defense and on third down as they were last year. Mm, that's Go ahead, Landon. Go ahead, Landon. I know you're ready. I know you're ready. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, they can't be if Jack Del Rio is calling your coverages. Look, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here. Like, I, I, you never get no respect. I mean, again, I'm not I, the MVP of the NFC East is Dak Prescott, and and as much as as much as uh, you can win these games in the trenches, the team with the best quarterback usually wins. Uh, I think this this comes down to the Eagles and the Cowboys at the top. I, I think mm-hmm. the Eagles have done a tremendous job in the offseason and absolutely have, have put all the the any chance of any doubts uh, for Jalen Hurts to the side like this it's a it's a make or break season for Hertz but if he can't if he can't perform up to the level that you need your your quarterback one to perform at it's it's only going to be a a kind of a ceiling for them and that they're going to never going to get be able to get through that's going to be the the make or break thing for the Eagles Mm. for the Cowboys look I think that uh, their, their their demise has been uh, greatly exaggerated at at this point Uh, I, I think the Tyron Smith situation was bad, but as much as everyone's trying to be alarmist about this, the Cowboys drafted three offensive tackles in the last two years, including their first round pick this year. Um, so he's he's not going to do go through the plan that the Cowboys wanted originally was to kick him inside because they had Tyron Smith. So they have to kick him outside. They're going to take their lumps early. They still have mostly the same roster they, that they had last year, minus uh, their second defensive end and the guy that got the third most targets receiving for them last year. I, I, I think that there has been a a, a burying of this team that uh, has a you, you called the Eagles a young talented team. I think the Cowboys have as many under twenty five players that are on this roster as the Eagles, and they all have developed from last year. This is a team that was filled with rookies that played uh, last year that are all going to come back for the second year. So I, I actually think this team is better than they were last year, um, despite having lost some veteran talent because of all the improvement by some of the younger players in this team. So. I disagree with Matt Williamson, but I I also think that it's 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 certain. I'm I'm not gonna put a huge poo poo on it because I think the Eagles have gotten so much better. There is certainly every opportunity for them to take this ring this year. I mean the ring, the the, the crown of <laughs> NFC East, whatever whatever you want to call it. The hats uh, and, and, they'll get and, the, they'll and get from the, the Cowboys and, and and yeah, the hats. The straight, the hats <laughs> and again, as as we all know here, re- repeating in the NFC East is. It just isn't done, really. So I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys lost, didn't retain the title this year. Well, let me right. let me say real quick, like, I, so I was with you, Landon, until you said the Cowboys this year are better than last year. I don't think the Cowboys this year is better than last year, but uh, if you're right, then I think that my guy Jalen Tolbert probably has something to say about that. So I'm happy <laughs> for Jalen at least. Um, but I will say this though: if if your team is being disrespected, Patricia can can back me up on this. Being disrespected of being one of the top two teams in your division and potentially a playoff team, because let's be honest, with the way the NFC NFC is not the NFC East, the NFC in general is the third team in the NFC East could still make the playoffs this year. Like that, like that's yeah. that's the thing that we talked about on the NFC South crossovers. Outside the NFC North, I believe any division that says they can see three teams from this division going to the playoffs from the NFC is correct. Again, unless you're talking about the Lions or the Bears, I think that's where you have to draw the line. But um, so so you know, I would just. I would just say that I don't think the Cowboys are being slept on too much. If, if your demise is second place in the NFC East or potentially third with a shot at the playoffs, I think that's a pretty good place to be underrated. Could certainly be much worse than that. Trust me. 
Uh, let's go next to, he's been, he's waiting long enough. He's been waiting long enough. Louis DiBiase, all of the love for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm just going to ask you straight up. Can the Philadelphia, no, let me do it this way. Will the Philadelphia Eagles win the NFC East in 2022? I think they will, but I do get nervous. The 25-year-old fan of me remembers back to the dream team. I should say at that Mm. point, the 14-year-old fan of me. And they hyped up Chip Kelly's new look team in 2015, all the years after the Super Bowl, that anytime the Eagles have had hyped up offseason and preseason expectations, normally they do fall flat on their face. But this year it feels different because they have such a mature, young core. Guys like Jalen Hurts, I don't think they're going to get you know, too big headed. And I think they have veterans that won that Super Bowl, like Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, guys that know what it takes to get it done. And a head coaching, uh, and Nick Sirianni and a coaching staff that preaches day by day. It's how they turned around last year when they were in two and five territory and they went seven and two down the stretch to make the playoffs. So I do think from top to bottom, this is the most talented roster in this division. They have the best trench play, I think, on both sides of the ball, the deepest and the most top heavy. And an incredible trio of weapons in A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Oh, and by the way, if the passing attack doesn't work out because it hurts, they can go right back to, again, what took them to 7-2 and two last year, which was the number one rushing attack. But I don't think it's as far apart. I think Washington, this is the best trio of weapons Carson Wentz has ever had in his career. Mm-hmm. As Landon said, I think Dak Prescott's still the best quarterback in this division. And so... The Eagles, honestly, I think at the third highest ceiling of quarterbacks, and that's why I think it's going to be very close between these three teams. And I think all three are going to be in the thick of this until the end of the season, pushing for a playoff spot. I don't I wouldn't be surprised if all three teams really do make the playoffs. So I respect and I'm sorry, Patricia. I don't think the Giants going to be in this race too much, but I respect what Washington and Dallas have on paper. I feel especially a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think the Eagles are overall the most talented team with the highest floor, and that's why I think. In an NFC East where anything can happen, I'm going to go with the most maybe stabilized roster. Yes, that makes a ton of sense. We're going to break down these rosters here in just a moment as well. It's been 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of that stabilized roster in Philly Mm -hmm. and maybe elsewhere as well, let's break down the impact players that will help make it all happen here in 2022 as we continue on with the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Impact players. All right, everybody, continuing on as we're wrapping up the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 here with the NFC East, joined by the host of Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Eagles, Locked On Commanders, and Locked On Giants. And now it's time to get to the impact players that have the ability to make, well, an impact in the 2022 season. But really the guys that have the experience, the ones that are really coming in a couple of years off of a draft pick, things like that. So to start us off, we're going to go to Chris Russell of Locked On Commanders. Who are some of those players, Chris, around Carson Wentz that will help make it all happen in 2022? You know, for me, I mean, I could easily go Terry McLaurin or somebody like that. But I'm going to go Curtis Samuel, Ross, just from Mm. the standpoint of they didn't have him much last year. And he was a big part of their free agent targeting and acquisition. They had an offseason similar to what the Eagles did this offseason in terms of really amping up and trying to take advantage of a hot end of the year kind of thing and maybe an unexpected 
protected run, and it didn't work out because he was constantly injured. It was a circus from the start. So Curtis Samuel somehow, some way, started off this training camp a little like wonky, a little up and down, off on, what have you, and somehow they got it right, at least for now. I say for now because you, you just have to hold your breath. And he is a player that we know has deep vertical speed, but also more importantly, they like to use him as an outside receiver. So I'm going to be really curious how they use him uh, and Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. When they go to three wide receivers, is Jahan Dotson in the slot? Is Curtis Samuel in the slot, which is what he was in in Carolina when Ron Rivera and this coaching staff was here in Washington and he had great success? Or do they continue to use him mostly and just outside? So far, we have to kind of see how they, you know, utilize those three guys. But Samuel being healthy is a huge X factor for the offense. And then real quickly on defense, I'll mm -hmm. go with the other big free agent acquisition that they had last year. That also was a major bust and disappointment last year. And that's William Jackson, the third spent mm -hmm. a lot of money on him. Top corner available was injured. Second half of the year was not effective in the first half of the year, really struggled playing more zone than man, which is what he came here for. I think they were disappointed by all that. If he's healthy, if he's right, if he's confident, if he's, comfortable. I think William Jackson III can make that secondary. It was the 28th pass defense in the NFL against a gauntlet of good quarterbacks a lot better. So to me, those are the two X-factor guys, you know, of veteran types that they desperately need to step up. Patricia Trainer locked on Giants. Oh, by the way, Chris Russell, happy to hear you say uh, Curtis Samuel because I definitely drafted him in a fantasy league. Uh, for <laughs> Patricia Trainer locked on Giants, we know that Daniel Jones has a lot to prove. Who are the pieces that have been around that are familiar with the system that can help him prove what he needs to in 2022? 26, baby. Saquon Barkley. All eyes are going to be on him. <laughs> Barkley hasn't had a good season largely due to injury since 2018. But then again, to be fair, he wasn't used the last few years the way he was in 2018 when getting him into space, you know, not sending him into the teeth of the defense where he's really not going to lower his shoulder and bowl anybody over. So this offense that they've set up for him, they set up in general, I think it sits him like a glove. So I'm mm. really as to what he can bring to the table in this offense. He's looked healthy. He's cutting. He's, he looks quick. He, he's in, he's confident. I'm really excited to see what he could bring to this offense. I think if he has anything close to the year he had in 2018, this giant off a fighting chance. Now on the defensive side, Xavier McKinney would be my pick, the safety. Mm. This kid, I think, has the potential to have a Pro Bowl season. Impact players up in Philadelphia, the great state of Pennsylvania, are going to be easy for Louis DiBiase to identify, though a lot of them are new faces. What about the guys that uh, maybe folks might be taking for granted a little bit as they've already been on the roster for, a month, for at least uh, a year or so? I don't think Eagles fans know what to do with themselves now that they have a wide receiver duel like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. But don't forget about <laughs> Dale Scotter, who they signed mm -hmm. to a new contract last year. They traded away their best tight end ever in Zach Ertz to Arizona. So Goddard could be the guy. And if Jalen Hurts takes the steps that I laid out on the show already to be the franchise quarterback, Goddard's going to be a huge reason he takes those steps because Hurts last year did not target the middle of the field. But he did get a lot more comfortable in that area in the second half of the season when Goddard was the heavily featured tight end. He led the NFL last year in yards per route run for all tight ends. I think he's one of the best run after the catch tight ends in the league and deep threats as well. I think he's going to be a huge piece to the puzzle on offense, especially in 12 personnel as well. He's a great blocker. I think he's going to be huge for Jalen Hurts' development this year on offense. Then for the defense, 
I think it's Marcus Epps at safety. The one, mm. maybe the weak link of a very improved roster on that side of the football, new pieces on all three levels. They traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from Ross's Saints, but yes, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is not a single high deep safety. He played slot corner the majority of his career in New Orleans, and he's going to be roaming the formation for this defense as well. Marcus Epps sometimes might be put on an island. Defenses are going to target him down the field. He's got to be able to hold his own for this defense to reach that ceiling. So I think Dallas Goddard and Marcus Epps, two key guys that have already been a part of this core to watch in 2022. As we look over to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Landon McCool of Locked On Cowboys, impact players that could have a big impact around uh, Dak Prescott in 2022. Well, obviously, a, a huge one is going to be C.D. Lamb. He's going to get a whole bunch of targets this year. I would not be shocked just because of the situation. If he led the league in yards receiving this year, just because mm. of the opportunity, if, mm -hmm. if nothing else. Uh, I also think Dalton Schultz is someone that's coming back as a guy that, that Dak feels incredibly comfortable with. Uh, at, at the tight end position that he's going to look to a lot, had the second most targets on the team last year, look for his targets to even in, increase further beyond that. And the two uh, you know, folks that uh, I think that have had been on the team and have had touches that are, are maybe going to get some more looks, Noah Brown, who's a wide receiver that is uh, going to be functioning as wide receiver two until Michael Gallup gets back from mm -hmm. injury. Uh, he's a guy just to be on the lookout if, if you're not familiar with Cowboys wide receivers. And then uh, Tony Pollard. I mean, obviously, we yeah. all know about Zeke Elliott, but Tony Pollard is a guy that the Cowboys like to use as their second running back. They're going to use him more as a wide receiver a little bit this year as well. Uh, so look for him to be kind of sewn into the office as in a kind of a different hybrid running back wide receiver role, uh, as well as getting carries. That's a really interesting sort of tidbit about Tony Pollard. I, I've been on the Tony Pollard greater than Ezekiel Elliott train for quite a while now, but now knowing that he's going to be split out at wide receiver a little bit makes me a little bit more excited about him. And guess what? I drafted him in a fantasy league too. I'm feeling <laughs> like a genius here in the NFC. Uh, uh, Louis DiBiase locked on Eagles. Lots of exciting new faces in Philadelphia. So I want to jump to you next here as we jump into uh, the new faces. New faces. For the Philadelphia Eagles, who are some of those guys that could have that immediate impact in 2022? Yeah, there's so many new additions to this team. I feel like A.J. Brown might be the obvious one, right, coming over from the Tennessee Titans. But I'm going to go with Hassan Riddick, who is actually the first big move the mm. Eagles made on the first day of free agency back in March. He was really the only move, and Eagles fans were starting to squirm. But Riddick was a necessity for this defense. Jonathan Gannon's defense wants a strong side linebacker that doesn't have his hands in the dirt that's going to play back in coverage and rush the passer. He's been one of the best sack total guys over the last few years, over 20 sacks with Arizona and Carolina. The Eagles pass rush last year without Brandon Graham was not great. A four-man pass rush was not getting the job done. A lot of the time, they had to send blitzes. They had to send a house to quarterbacks. I feel like Riddick is going to be a huge insurance policy up front, and he's such a multi-dimensional player. And he's a local guy. So I think the fans are really going to like Riddick. And he's a player that they've never really had on this defense in a while because they've been such a traditional kind of unit. So I think Riddick's going to be key for this pass rush in 2022. Everybody loves a local story on their hometown team. Everybody loves that. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, as Landon McCool mentioned from Lockdown Cowboys, have a lot of young faces and a lot of young talent. Uh, Landon, what about some of the new faces there that are going to make a difference for the Cowboys? 
Well, they got one guy who's definitely going to need to make a huge difference, and that's Tyler Smith, uh, the rookie, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, who they drafted to play tackle. They kicked inside the guard. He's going to be kicked back out to tackle. And and as they and I'll I'll add another guy who's who just got signed as well, Jason Peters, who they just signed as as obviously an offensive tackle. We're not exactly sure yet if he's going to be the swing tackle or he's going to end up starting at left tackle and they kick Smith back inside. But either way, I think those two are going to have a huge impact on how the left side of that offensive line plays. And I think obviously that'll have a huge impact on how the Cowboys play. Patricia Trainer locked on Giants. Some new faces in the Big Apple. Who are the new faces and the sort of fresh guys that might be able to make an impact here in 2022 for the Giants? Well, I'm not going to go with Evan Neal, the right tackle. The Giants finally mm. got a bookend tackle to tear up with uh, Andrew Thomas. Um, again, that offensive line, the key to that offense really taking off because if Daniel Jones doesn't have time. Guess what? We're in for another long year. Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher. You know, I've been yeah. saying for years now, I haven't had a true Batman and Robin pass rushing duo. Now I think we have it. Thibodeau and Aziz Ojulari, both of whom are injured, and I don't know if they're going to play this week. Those are two young people getting to the quarterback. And now who I think are going to force opposing offenses to pick their poison as far as they're going to double up and how they're going to you know, scheme against them. Just didn't have that before. Now they've got it. I have more confidence in that pass rush than I did in the past. Such a big difference to not just have one pass rusher, but to also have two very good young pass rushers that you can see a future with. It's excellent for the New York Giants. And the Washington Commanders will certainly be watching out for those pass rushers. And uh, David Harrison, you get to take us home here. Who are some of the new faces for the Washington Commanders that can make a difference and will help make it all happen in 2022? Yeah, I'm going to go with a pair of Alabama rookies. You know, Alabama mm. likes to churn out those those NFL caliber players. Fedarian Mathis and Brian Robinson Jr. both bring something to the Washington Commanders roster this season that they didn't have last season. On defense with Mathis, you've got a big guy in there who can not only step in and potentially run with the ones. We've seen him do a little bit of that here early in the preseason training camp, but also provide that depth. So if you need to go big in third and short or a goal line situation, you've got a guy that can come in there and help plug the hole. Plus, I, I predict I foresee a little bit of 3-4 alignment coming in the Washington Commanders defensive front. You put Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen at the ends. You stand up a guy like Chase Young when he comes back, Montez Sweat or James Smith-Williams in the meantime while Chase Young is still on the mend and gives them a little bit of a different dynamic that Jack Del Rio can hopefully uh, land into your credit. Maybe be a little bit creative with, with uh, some of the tools that he's got on the field. And then Brian Robinson Jr. You talk about strength up front. You talk about strength in the backfield. Brian Robinson Jr. represents a true between-the-tackles type of running back, a three-down guy that could potentially come in. Ball security is kind of the name of his game going back to college. Unfortunately, obviously, he's injured right now because of the unfortunate incident. But without violating any HIPAA, I expect him to be back sooner than uh, Chase Young, at least, will be back on the field. So Brian Robinson shouldn't be out too, too long. And actually, this this coaching staff and Scott Turner specifically has a little bit of an opportunity uh, to, to turn this into a positive. The office coordinator there for Washington – you have basically the same offense plus Curtis Samuel plus Jahan Dotson that you had last year with an upgraded quarterback. So now you can do some things, kind of get some things you know, put on film, put on record. But then you get Brian Robinson back, say, week five, week six maybe. And now you have a new dynamic that you can bring in there in the middle part of your schedule that teams can't prepare for because you're not going to see it on film. It gives them a little bit of an advantage. And now you've got multiple layers to your offense that you can go through and install could prove to be a little too much for Carson Wentz to handle, but if he can go through and persevere through all the changes and through all the education and through all the lessons, then when you get into the later part of this schedule, unfortunately for Patricia, when the Giants have to see this team, you've got an offense that has three layers of ability to attack you and a defense that also has multiple layers. Again, 
if the coordinators can uh, use all of the toys. All the biggest names, all the biggest stories covered for you here throughout the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. We're able to wrap it up with phenomenal, phenomenal stuff from the NFC East. If you want to keep up with more for your favorite NFC East team, make sure that you're checking out Landon McCool and Marcus Mosher over at Locked On Cowboys. You can also find uh, Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri over at Locked On Eagles, Chris Russell and David Harrison over at Locked On Commanders, and of course, Patricia Trena over at Locked On Giants. Every single Monday through Friday on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. But we're not done yet. Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets is letting you know how you can take home some cash this NFL season and where to go when it comes to the NFC East as we wrap it up here on the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. Setting the edge with Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets. Locked On Bets is the one-stop shop for everything that you need to make sure you're bringing home some cash over the course of the NFL season, college football, and many, many other sports and other opportunities out there for you to be able to bring home some of that cash. And of course, stars our good friends, your boy Q and Lee Sterling, who's been here with us all throughout this Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. And he's here with us now to take a look at the NFC East, previously referred to as the NFC Least. Lee, Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, we're talking about this potentially having a couple of teams that could get to the playoffs here. Don't forget, you can find more from Lee every day at Paramount Sports on Twitter. Lee, the NFC East odds have shaken out with the Philadelphia Eagles a narrow favorite, plus 135. I say that carefully because the Dallas Cowboys are right behind at plus 140, right on their heels. Washington Commanders at plus 550. And then the New York Giants at plus 800. And Lee, I have a sneaking suspicion that a Dallas Cowboys injury might have something to do with this. Yeah, Tyrone uh, Smith, when he got hurt, everything flipped. And Mm. when you look at when he was in, They had a really good running attack and protected the passer much better. When he wasn't in there, I mean, you talk about one lineman having the biggest effect when he went down in the NFL. It's this guy. It's crazy. Mm. Um, The numbers just just fall off when he's not in there. And without him, they're going to be in trouble. So it's given Philadelphia a huge, uh, I think, boost mentally. Mm -hmm. Here's something that's scary, though. Um, you got to look at the scheduling. People just normally look at at who you're playing, but the Cowboys play six teams this year that are coming into their game with less than a week of rest. Oof. And it's only happened one other time in the last 30 years. It's only the second time. Wow. So when you got an extra day, I think extra day, teams are hitting – like against a spread, something like 66, 67% last year. Wow. You consistently have that extra day, what they go through, the pounding, big, and also game planning. Mm-hmm. It's a big advantage. So um, I'm not high on the Cowboys. I think that their receiver position, they just lost too many guys, too, yeah. too many hits here. They've got one real good receiver, C.D. Lamb. Schultz, really good tight end. Um, but after that, there's nothing. Yeah. And if they don't run the football, which they're probably not going to be able to do it with, with Smith, I think they're in trouble. So I like Philadelphia here. I think I, I like the Philadelphia win total. And I also like them to win the division. So um, it's uh, things change with one. I 
the first time I can say that maybe ever that a offensive lineman injury changed an entire division. It's pretty incredible. Over at Bet Online, uh, before the season started, we did our sort of most valuable players best based on betting lines. And Tyrone Smith was, you know, somebody that should be recognized as one of those players uh, in terms of the ability Here, to let move me, let me give you just the game point. lines, right? Another point in college football in the NFL, I've seen it many times. The best two offensive linemen on one team are out. They can be pro bowlers. They won't even move the line. Isn't that wow. crazy? Um, just, oh. I mean, obviously quarterback is the most important position because mm-hmm. they're handling the ball all the time. But two starting offensive – I've seen it in college football. When I see college or in the NFL, two offensive linemen out, I almost always will go against that team. The sixth and seventh guys usually are not at a high level because of the salary cap. You mm-hmm. don't see many, especially tackles. You don't see many good third tackles on teams. So – can't yeah. stash guys. Big problem in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, big deal for sure. The Philadelphia Eagles have that uh, edge right now in the NFC East. They're over under right now in terms of their win total is set at over under nine and a half wins. One fifty minus one fifty five. Excuse me for the over plus one twenty five for the under. Jalen Hurts. Uh, too much of a question mark, or do you think that this Philadelphia Eagles team is going to be able to put it together? I think they put more weapons around them, which will help. Mm-hmm. And um, I think on defense, they still don't have enough to get to the highest level, you know, to beat, let's say, the Rams or the Packers or someone mm-hmm. like that uh, in a playoff game. But I think that they they truly have, have helped themselves. They've upgraded their talent here. They've upgraded their speed. And sometimes it takes a couple years to get going as a quarterback, and I think Hurts is going to have a big year. Fantasy-wise, his numbers are off the charts until the oh, last yeah. couple of weeks. People don't realize this. I think he was QB1 until like the last four weeks of the season. So um, if you think last year was good, this year could be even better. Yeah. I like that. Lots of good weapons over there. Dallas Cowboys, as we mentioned, they're slipping a little bit with the uh, Tyron Smith news. But over under for them in terms of their win total still set at 10 wins. You going under with the uh, the, the impact of the offensive line? Yeah, I, I would certainly fade Dallas. I think they're an 8-9 win team. The offensive line and, and and the weapons. You can't lose your second, third, and fourth best receiver. Just can't yeah. do it. Um, you know, there are guys they could have signed. They could have gone out and signed. Um, I don't know whether it was money or, you know, Jerry Jones was, uh, you know, hitting hitting something, smoking something. Thought he, <laughs> you know, he runs, he runs, he runs the show there no matter what. Oh, yeah, runs. 100%. And if he thinks they're fine, they're fine. Um, only thing is, um, can't be fine. They haven't won, haven't won anything in, in 25, 30 years. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, Washington Commanders, uh, oh, their win total set at eight. But I got to tell you, Lee, I'm not a huge fan of Carson Wentz. How Me do you too. feel about going over <laughs> under here? I'm kind of leaning under if I can say so. Yeah, I think it, I think under. I think they're a seven-win team, six if everything goes wrong. Carson Wentz just not the same guy. One time yeah. – like four years ago, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I lo- if Terry McLaurin was on a good team, oh. that guy catches 125, 130 balls. A lot of people don't know this. There's about six, seven, eight receivers every year that go to train with him. Why? They say he's the best route runner in mm-hmm. the NFL. So um, guy's really good. 
He's just not going to get the notoriety because he plays on a bad team with no quarterback. Hadn't, hadn't had a quarterback since he's been there. That's no true. It's true. So, they came out of Ohio State where they were, yeah. you know, slinging yeah. passes all around the field and, you know, the Urban Meyer sort of brand right. of football, yeah. the college brand of football. And then now what has he had since he's gotten to the NFL? It's it's kind of unnerving. It's kind of the Allen Robinson effect, if you remember Allen Robinson coming oh, in and I having like – I think he's even better than that. Though. Oh, yeah. He's better than Allen Robinson. But yeah. the quarterback situation kind of feels reminiscent. Yeah. Uh, and then the win total for the New York Giants is set at over under seven. Is this one of the ones that you kind of sit back on? How do you feel about this one? I sit back on it here. Mm-hmm. How about this? They're, they were the only team that gained less than 275 yards eight times last year. Oof. You got to put up 320 to 350 yards in a game. Yeah. On a consistent basis to be successful. They got to have someone, one of their receivers, whether it's Tony Galladay or Sterling Shepard, one of those guys got to step up. You can't have three, like, second and third options. So mm-hmm. you got to give Brown time to throw the football, and someone's got to step up there. I um, think their defense will be okay. You know, they're they're one of these teams that, you know, just they're not horrible, horrible. You know, they're not Seattle bad. They're not Atlanta bad. But they're not good enough, I don't think, to make noise. Saquon Barkley is going to have a good year. So, yeah, that's my that's kind of the thing I'm watching for yeah, is how yeah. Saquon bounces back. I think he'll have a good year. So, um, you know, I think they're six, seven, eight. So with them sit at, sitting at seven, it's right in between there. I'll lay away. Yeah, Stay away there's the me. there's the whole um, sort of uh, phrase or, or, or cliche around if you've got two quarterbacks, you've got no quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know that New York has a quarterback. Uh, I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of Daniel Jones, but I think that he has the weapons, I guess, or they have the weapons set up for the next quarterback, which might be the real thing that uh, Brian Dable and them are building towards over in uh, the Meadowlands. Uh, the NFC, a lot more unpredictable than the AFC. The Philadelphia Eagles plus 900 best odds from the division in terms of winning the conference with Dallas Cowboys not far behind at plus 1,000. You feel like the Philadelphia Eagles could be one of those teams that maybe gets some of those close wins, gets the late surge at the right time, and maybe gets on the the the, the heater that they need to in order to get through a potential playoff run? No, not fine. <laughs> I tried to set like, it up so I, nice for like them and everything. Total, I like their win total. I like them to win the division. I just don't think that they can play with the big boys. So, yeah. you know, it's baby steps. They, we, we talk about it all the time, you know, in basketball and the NFL – Mm-hmm. Rarely do you just come out of nowhere and and you know make the playoffs and and maybe lose a game one year and then all of a sudden go to the Super Bowl. Thank you so much for joining us here for another episode and for the entire series here at the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. Once again, that was the NFC East, but if you want to check out what's going on around the rest of the NFL, AFC or NFC, there's eight episodes for you to choose from here on the series along, whether it be the Uh, Locked on NFL YouTube page or the Odyssey app with the ultimate pro football preview 2022 feed. Make sure you go and check out the rest so that you are ready for this NFL season. Don't forget as well to stay subscribed here on the ultimate pro football preview 2022 podcast feed so that you don't miss the ultimate pro basketball preview 2022 
uh, on the way in October. So don't want to miss out on that. You could also catch the videos over on the Locked On NBA YouTube page as those begin to release. Once again, I am your host, Ross Jackson. It's been a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you very much for watching and for listening. A big thank you to all of our friends over at Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network as well. Make sure you're keeping up with your favorite NFL team by searching Locked On and then your favorite team's name wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. You like the Angels? Got them covered at Locked on Angels. You like the, let's say, Canadians? Got them covered as well over in the NHL, Locked on Canadians. And of course, if you're a Saints fan, make sure you're checking out Locked on Saints as well. Don't forget that you can also subscribe to the Ultimate Pro Football 2022 feed on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, on the video side at the Locked on NFL YouTube page, make sure you don't miss an episode.